Hello, friends, and happy new year. I'm so excited to be here beginning of January with you um, and just kind of talk about what I plan to share this year. And I know I kind of left you guys hanging in December. I had planned to jump back on, but um, y'all, the holidays were crazy. And I think that's kind of what I want to chat about this time is there's so many different things, especially as spring is impending. I know we're still in January, but this is really the time of year that I dig in and I plan and I try to prepare myself for the rest of the year, what I want to do with my garden, the utensils and things I need. Um, again, we're kind of starting over here like I did. I kind of did an experimental garden last year because I wanted to just test the soil out, see what I could and couldn't grow. And so this year I really want to dig deep, but that is going to be um, another discussion for a different time. I have a lot of gardening episodes upcoming and seed starting and things like that because that is definitely the season we are in on the homestead. And I plan to do a lot of homesteading. I'm hoping to financially benefit or help our family out with some of the things I want to plant. So, but more on that later. Um, the holidays, like I said, were, were just wild. And I really wanted to touch on that because I was watching someone on Instagram the other day and um, what they said just resonated so much with me and just with homesteading in general and being prepared, which is a huge thing and a huge responsibility um, for any, not, I mean, yes, for everyone who has a family, we should, all, we should all have some emergency kits, be prepared for things. But when you have a farm and you also have animals that need water, significant amount of water, they need feed, they need um, clean places to be. It just kind of, it obviously compounds what you have to do and the priorities that you have and the things that you need to concentrate on to make sure that you can provide for them in unideal situations. And so um, this this Instagrammer that was listening to, um, she said, weather shows our weaknesses. And I was driving in the car and I just like said out, out loud, Yes, like yes and amen. It really, really does. And we don't want to get to the point where it shows our weaknesses. We want to be able to um, kind of outsmart it ahead of time and pre-plan as much as we can. But obviously, in the midst of something, there's going to be things that come up that you just didn't plan for, um, something that you thought maybe would not have happened or that you just don't even know to plan for because you're in a new environment, you're in a new situation. Um, maybe you've never had a farm before or kind of like us, we, you know, I grew up on a farm, but it was in Washington in the Pacific Northwest um, where we had a lot of cold. And so that's what I'm getting into with this one is the weather that showed our weakness here on our new homestead in Tennessee was the cold. And oh my friends, it was cold. <laughs> um, they said, I think we got down to negative two. Christmas was very cold. It snowed. We had snow on our Tennessee Christmas, which the kids really wanted. So that was a blessing for them. Um, but it was the coldest that our neighbor said that he had ever remember seeing in his 40 plus years of life. And we had heard many people say that it had not been down to this cold in about 40 to 50 years. I think usually, usually they say the coldest time of the year is end of January, beginning of February through February-ish. And it can get down to the teens. Um, that's not uncommon. And, and it does definitely freeze, but not to the extent that it did with the wind that we had as well. It was like a negative 17 feels like degrees. And so that was just, it was wild. Um, and so we knew when we walked into this house that it was not ideal in a lot of ways as far as it needed fixed. Um, and we definitely didn't think we needed to prioritize and we didn't know 
all the things that are involved in having your pipes not freeze and all of that stuff. And so I just want to kind of touch on that here, what we experienced and the ways I feel like we can combat that next time and ways to maybe even help yourself out so you don't quite get to the point where we were literally filling up water at my parents' house, buckets and buckets, five-gallon buckets of water. Thankfully, my mom had um, buckets with lids on them, and we would cart them to our house. We would use it to flush the toilet. We would heat it up to clean and wash dishes. We would use it for our animals. So you're going back multiple times a day, back and forth, um, hauling water from my parents' house to our house while we had no water. So um, coming into Christmas, it was getting a little bit cold. And so we did the typical things as like, you're supposed to leave your faucet on. Um, And maybe this isn't typical. For some of you guys, this is probably like been there, done that. For some of you, it might be a new kind of thing. But all of our piping under our house is very exposed because our house is on concrete blocks. That's how they made them back in the day. That's very common for here. there is a lot of exposure to the elements under our house. When we lived in our house in Washington State, my parents built it and the the well and everything was enclosed within the bottom of the house. So it was like a concrete pad, obviously, and all of it was inside. So it was always warm and we didn't have to heat it. We didn't have to do anything like that. Um, looking back, which I totally forgot, but my, my sister rewind, reminded me, was when my grandma, she had a well house in Springdale, um, which it gets very cold in the wintertime. She was in this, like, we call it some areas snow belts, where it just seems the snow and the wind and the cold hits harder. And she was kind of in a snow belt in Springdale. And so she had to take a heater down to her well house, run an extension cord, plug it in, and heat her well house so that every all the mechanics and everything to the well did not freeze so that she, you know, was not without water. And... We didn't, our well house when we moved here is probably about five feet from our house. You walk out our front door, you take a left. It's just not very far from there, but it did not have a door on it. And it had bunches of like underneath you could see on all sides. Like it was not enclosed or um, secured whatsoever, like very, very exposed. Four walls, but wind was blowing underneath. It was pointless basically is what I'm getting at. Um, And I don't know if it was just, being naive or we we have so many other things going on that our brain didn't know how to car- compartmentalize that this was more important than everything else because we're like well it's in a container of sorts uh it's kind of next to the house it probably won't freeze and so we had a few freezing nights where it, it didn't get obviously like our house is heated so it around the house by a few feet it's going to be a little bit warmer than you know 20 feet away or the chicken coop or whatever um the first few times it froze we didn't really have any water issues um then it started freezing a little bit more as we got further into december and there was a couple times where we woke up and we didn't have water and so the first time i just i kind of freaked out because you assume the worst you don't know if it's broken pipes you don't know if your well's busted you don't know if the water expanded somewhere and something along the way obviously is not right And um, so I called my parents and they were like, well, did you put the heater in the well house? And I was like, well, no. Am I supposed to put a heater in the well house? I'm like, it's a well house. Isn't it just supposed to work? Like, aren't they made for regular weather? And my mom was like, well, your well house sure isn't. Um, And so we had to take one of our heaters. Thank goodness we had a heater run extension cord put out there and we it just looked so ghetto you guys i had a tarp over the front because we didn't have a door so we like nailed up a tarp on the top we pushed some wood rounds in the bottom to hold the um the makeshift door there and heat it up within a few hours the water turned on 
we were golden. And so we continued to do that. Um, at the same time, though, under our house was completely exposed. So there's obviously like, I don't know if it's called skirting or whatever, supposed to go around your house to kind of enclose the bomb so you can't see directly in one side. Like if you were to bend down, look under my house, you could see directly out to the other side. You're not supposed to do that. We do have skirting on the front of our house, but the back of the house, um, it was really bad anyhow. And then they basically tore it off when they did the AC units and put all that stuff in because it was in the way and it was, we just never put it back up. So what I'm getting at here is that we were not prepared for the cold. And if we had talked to our neighbors beforehand, like we talked to them after, they would have said, oh, yeah, it's very common to do this. It's very common to do this. But we were just naive and we're like, well, this house has been here for 100 years. So obviously whatever they were doing was working and we'll just continue on. Um, it was not working. You can definitely tell from the pipes and things once we really got into there that they had had problems with freezing before. Obviously, there was a door on the well house at some point that got broken off. And so we put another door on the well house and Travis was working really crazy hours. It was freezing. We were trying to just keep things. We were trying to keep above water and we saw these really cold temps coming. And so we ended up putting more skirting around the house because my dad's like, your pipes under your house are going to freeze. The pipes for the kitchen and the bathroom are like within a foot of the outside of the house. So there's not much protection there for them at all. We covered those up. Um, that was not enough. My parents kept saying something about, again, looking back, you guys, like all I can do is blame ourselves because we were given some information, but we just figured it'd probably work out and we'd be okay, which is just the most wrong way to look at things. Um, and so my dad had talked about heat tape, which is basically like a wire that's in tape and you wrap it around your um, pipes and then you, at the end of the tape is a plug-in and you plug it in and the wire runs through and it heats the pipe so they don't freeze. And everyone's like, you need to get this. And so we just... We thought that if we put the skirting on and the well house was good and we left the water dripping at night because if you have constant running water in there, it's less likely to freeze. We're like, we'll be fine. It'll be fine. It was not fine. We did not prioritize the right things. And um, because we did not put the heat tape on our water, we ended up having a busted pipe. So at first it was, even with, because it was so cold, the well house could not stay warm enough to keep our water. So that's, we need to redo our well house. We need to insulate it well this coming summer to make it so that this won't happen next year. But even with the heater in there, even with the door that we put on there, it was still freezing because it was so cold. <laughs> and so that was the issue, but because the water wasn't working and we couldn't figure it out, we weren't sure if it was that or under our house or both. Um, ended up being both. Um, and so we called a well guy. We, we walked it through it with him. And anyhow, we were out of water, I think, for about four days total. Two of those days we were out of water. They didn't start warming up. And the well did start working again. And we're like, great. And so we got everything back up and running. We were having water again. We were so excited. And I thought, we're done. This was like, was it two days before Christmas? And... um. <laughs> And so we, you guys, my, my brain, like, I feel like part of me tried to block this out because it was just so much. Um, but anyhow, so we turned everything back on. I went out to water the chickens. I filled up the water at the well house, um, walked to the backyard, and there was a gigantic lake in our backyard. I mean, it was so much water. And so I knew, obviously, at that moment, the pipe had broken underneath the house. And so I screamed for Travis. I was like, we got to turn off the water. And 
Another thing too, when you first move into a house, I cannot stress this enough, know where your stuff's at. Know how to turn the water off. Know where the electric boxes are. Know what each switch is for each individual thing because these are gonna be important in a situation where you need to turn off your water and I didn't know how to do it. I did not know where the main shutoff valve was to our water. It was literally right next to the well house, but I had never had a well house like that before, so I didn't know what that lever was. <laughs> so it's just like common sense things, but you don't need it to know it until you like need to know it. And um, so Travis raced over. He was in the forest with the kids running around. He heard me like yelling. And so him and the kids come barreling out of the forest and he shows me where the shutoff valve is. We ended up having to unscrew all the sheeting from the bottom of the house, lay down, see what happened. Um, and it was in our bathroom. It was a tub. And so long story short, um, it was Christmas when this happened. So no one's around to do anything. We can't even fix the the fit like cap it off because we can't go to a store to purchase anything to cap it off with so we just had to completely shut the entire water source to our house off again so we had water for like an hour <laughs> um so back and forth with my parents thank goodness my parents were here also funny story my sister and her husband their two kids and my other sister had come into town at the same time emergencies and situations never happen at ideal times so not only was it over the holiday weekend where no one was open we also had family members over at the same time that this happened my parents septic system failed at their house and by failed it means that the drainage system got clogged and when they got someone out to fix it, they found out it was a homemade septic system made with concrete blocks and their own version of a drainage field. Well, turns out right then it decided to fail. You guys, you can't make this stuff up. It could have happened at any other time. My parents had been there for about three months at this point. But right before they come into town, the system fails. And so they can't get a new septic system in until May because the guy that has to come with the heavy equipment because the soil here in Tennessee is so muddy this time of year with all the rain and everything, he wouldn't be able to get his tractor back there and be able to do the work. He would get stuck. So they were flushing the least amount of possible, showering the least amount possible while I was coming over there and stealing their water from them <laughs> to come to my house. And we had Christmas here. So you know what, Christmas... It was funny because this was my first Christmas and you just got to learn to roll with things with, I mean, I, obviously with the farm too, but if you purchase an old house or it's new to you, even my parents' house is only 1970s, so it wouldn't be considered super old, but it's new to them and there's going to be issues within the first two to three years that are going to pop up that you were just not aware of and they're going to pop up whenever they feel like it. <laughs> and so, um, Oh, I've just totally lost my train of thought. So anyhow, they were dealing with that while we were dealing with our issues. We had to have Christmas without water. Um, so we bought tons of water bottles, went to like Walmart, stocked up in the water bottles. We had the water to flush the toilets. Um, also, fun fact, I was flushing, I was using like almost five gallons per time to flush the toilet, you guys, because I thought you had to pour it in the back tank and fill that up to flush. <laughs> you might not need to know this, but you might need to because one day this might come in handy and you'd be like listen I can do this and you'll impress people because my sister impressed me she's like Erin you don't do that she was like you just pour water quickly into the into the bowl and there's some sort of gravity thing and it flushes it for you and you don't have to pour anything in the back so I spent like th three days wasting five gallons of water like each time I was going back and forth to water for my parents so much and I only had to pour a little bit quickly into the bowl to flush the toilet anyhow 
side note. So we were doing all that at Christmas. Thank goodness my mom had bought tons of paper plates and stuff. And I was like, I wanted our, my first Christmas at our house here to be beautiful. And I wanted to use china and I wanted it to be all pretty. And we were flushing toilets with five gallon buckets, eating off of paper plates and drinking out of water bottles. But you know what? Memories were made, whether for good or bad. I would say mostly good. The kids had a blast. It was interesting. We made it work, you know, like you learn to roll with the punches and we did that. And so the day after Christmas, uh, Christmas landed on a Sunday, which means when we went to go on Monday to buy pipes, most every place was closed. The big box stores were open, but they actually didn't, the guy didn't give the correct information. So we, anyhow, we couldn't fix it until the following Tuesday. So Tuesday, thank goodness, Travis was off. We were able to go to the local hardware store. You, it was so funny to walk into the aisles at Lowe's on Monday and then for Travis in the hardware store on, on Tuesday because you go to the, you just go to the pipe aisle for all of the plumbing stuff and the guys just go, okay, what do you need? And the Lowe's aisle was full. Like the whole store was completely dead except for the two plumbing aisles. There was like 40 people in there. So we were obviously not the only ones experiencing that because, again, this was not common for this area. Um, so... We got it all fixed. We got the all the piping fixed. Everything's done. We had hot water again. I purchased the electrical or the heat tape to go on our pipes. And so we are going to be much more equipped and prepared next time for this. But when she says weather shows weaknesses, she is not wrong. And so I was kind of thinking, how do we prevent this? How do we make it so that maybe you don't have to experience this um, or maybe not as bad a version of this and so we're just going to kind of take winter as a as an example is I feel like the first thing we should have done is we should have humbly gone to our neighbors and said listen we hear it's supposed to be cold we've never done a winter here our farmhouse is very much in need of repair what things should we concentrate on what things are important for us so that we can um you know, not have any issues over the winter time. And they are more than willing. Most often our neighbors are, they're very kind. Or maybe people in your new local church or just um, your agriculture office, your ag office, or if you're in part of a 4-H group, you know, like what do we need to do to secure our property um, for this time of year? And also another thing that I really feel like benefits is just observing other people's um, farm and home setups as you drive past them. So just kind of like see what they've got going on, see how they have their water center and how close is it to uh, the faucet source. Like, do they run hoses? They probably have a lot of different kind of, um, at our previous house in Hamilton and on Pine Glen, we had a free freeze proof, um, water spigots. And so you put them on there and it brings the water down below the freeze line so that they always work. And so we don't have any of those. We will be implementing and putting those in by our chicken coop and everything else because right now we just have to go to the well house, um, turn on the water and off. It hasn't friz- um, frozen. It hasn't froze for the last few weeks. So we've been able to reattach the hose again. But that is definitely something that we need to have set up um, because we only, thankfully, we only had birds, you know, chickens, ducks guineas to water but what if we had a cow i think the average cow drinks like the average dairy cow 25 gallons a day so i mean we wouldn't 
we would have had to do something else. There would have had to be a plan B. I don't know if we would have had to do like um, one of those rain barrels or something else to catch water. And then obviously you need heat sources for your water troughs. Um, we did have two heat bowls. So we'd use one for the dog, one for the chickens. But because of the ducks, it was dirty so often. We had to change it very frequently. Um, and so just drive by, observe. Also online research for your area. What are common issues, common problems? Even if you went to your local hardware store and just said, what are the common things people come in with issues in the wintertime? We just bought a house. I want to... Um, I want to know what I need to prioritize. And most people are very, very willing to have that discussion with you, especially if you're at a store that is kind of more local. I mean, you're purchasing things from them anyhow. So by them sharing the information with you and you making a purchase there, you both kind of walk away winners in that situation, I would I would say. We can't, imp- we can't prevent everything, but we can improve. And so by doing this kind of stuff, no, you can't prevent all the issues that are going to happen on a farm, but there is a lot of things that you can try to improve upon so that you don't have so many situations. I know a lot of dairy farmers, um, or excuse me, family cow owners who have a dairy cow who have had their cow slip. I have seen this so many times and it just breaks my heart every time and it's not completely preventable these people did nothing wrong but it's very important to provide a slip proof area for your cattle especially where they're at most of the time so that they don't fall so if that's sawdust straw on the ground things in their stalls because oftentimes when the cow falls they do the splits and it breaks their ligaments and they cannot come back from that um their muscle tissue and everything is just it's torn and it's such such a heartbreaking sad thing so it's just really what animals do you have what issues do they have in the winter time how can i address those is my house secure and i mean i just can't stress enough extra water on hands like we should have five gallon buckets or gallons of water at the ready at any point in time that we in a pinch if we need we can use um we didn't have any water and i i knew i should there's so much like I knew I should have in this situation and so much I knew I should have but yet I did not um and so it was our own folly but I feel like a lot of times when we have these kind of issues it is our own folly and it is ourselves not spending the time because we think we have time um and not implementing the correct um, precautions before they're needed and this can be true in, in all different seasons. And obviously in different seasons, we can address different issues. But these were just the ones that we had here. Um, definitely the water was just huge. And water is huge because we all need it. So um, that is what we're chatting about today. And I really want to, I did a, a post the other day on um, seeds. And I kind of want to discuss that more. And then what I am growing this year. I made my seed order. I have tons of seeds here at home. I am implementing and planning my garden layout. And I am just like, geeking out with excitement because um we live here in Tennessee my growing season is longer and I can start planting a little bit sooner um and so I am just all the feels and just all the excitement over that I just got all my new seed trays here I tossed all my old ones out and before we moved they were really sad looking and rough and I got kind of an upgraded system this time and so we're going to go through all that and also I wanted to share you guys that I was on tv Uh, My episodes went live with Washington Grown. Um, They are live on on YouTube every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And I will link to their YouTube channel below. Um, I have a one-minute segment. I pop in at 1633 on this past episode where we talked all about potatoes. And I talked about storing and what the different potatoes were used for. And then this um, Tuesday is flowers. Um, So this is very Pacific Northwest related. But 
But at the same time, no matter where you live, you can implement the recipes they share, the tips that I talk about. There's so much that you can glean from these episodes and they were done so well. I watched the first one and I just was honored and excited and giddy to be a part of the season. There's 13 episodes in total. So um, yeah, I'll link that below and we will chat all things seeds and gardening next week. So thanks for being here with me, you guys, and enjoy the rest of your day. And see, um, then it's just you're going to be frustrated living in the space that you really, really want to love. So anyhow, make do when you can't do what you want. And so everything that I talked about will be linked below. And I just hope that this is encouraging to someone out there today to just walk around just right now when you're done here, get like get up from whatever you're doing and just walk around your house and just look at things that maybe have irked you and just stare at them for a little bit and go, what creative ways and they don't have to be, I mean, half the things I do, Travis is like, you're crazy. And this is not what normal people do. And I go, who cares? I feel like it's going to work and we're going to try it. And nine times out of 10, it usually works. So um, so just walk around your house, maybe write some things down and go to Pinterest. Pinterest will always and forever be my favorite place to be just for creative sake. I know sometimes to people it's overwhelming and they feel less than by looking at all these. But Pinterest, I just really look at as a, an inspiration platform. And there's some amazing ideas ideas on there. So go do that. Get creative. Let me know if you change something or do something or anything in your house. Tag me on Instagram so I can reshare it in my stories. And let's get creative in our homes uh, over the fall and winter season. So I hope you guys have a wonderful day and I will talk to you next week.